Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rise Podcast where we talk about relationships, investing, careers, and entertainment. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Bautista, and this is uh, Jonathan Yoon. And today we have a special guest. Please introduce yourself, man. Hello, everyone. I'm Caesar. Um, I'm excited to get on this podcast with Johnny and Kyle. <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting me. Of course. course. Of course. Welcome. So um, what's our topic this week, Johnny? So our topic this week is, you know, actually, Kyle and I, when we were talking about it, I literally thought we were going to do um, relationships. So when I was talking to Caesar, we made a group chat. I was like, yeah, no, relationships, like, we could just do whatever. And then Kyle immediately texted me separately. He's like, bro, it's entertainment. And I was like, Fuck. I mean, I was like, it's actually, it's actually, uh, um, what was I saying? Yeah, and it's entertaining. <laughs> so today we have a couple things that are fun. Uh, we just kind of want to get into Caesar's brain a little bit, what, uh, where he's from, his background, or things like that, and then we'll get into more of the um, pop culture news and stuff. So, Caesar, starting off, um, where did you go to college, and then like how did how did you and I meet, and then different things like that? Yeah, so I went to a Pacific Union College. It's a STA college up in Napa Valley, California. Uh, I went there for nursing. I graduated in 2020. Uh, and I've been working as a nurse for about a year and a half. I work in the ICU currently. And funny enough, I met Johnny through one of my best friends, Addison. Hey, Addison, I miss you. Um, but uh, I think I remember like we first, well, actually, no, well, no, we first met at uh southern right with addison yeah i think yeah yeah i think so i think so yeah we <laughs> and then you went, out, went down to visit him yeah and he told me about your guys podcast and i was like oh let me take a listen and then i was like listening i think it was like uh when you guys first started um i think i think the first so e- i think <laughs> i think the first episode was our second episode was really literally about relationships too or <laughs> something i was like ah wow these guys go deep especially uh you kyle like you went really deep and i was like dang i like your guys it's like vibe and stuff um and then the whole acronym like rice was super like smart i don't know, like who came up with that idea we was were it? taking a tax class where we were helping people uh-huh. uh do their taxes and we were just chilling in the in the area because no one came do you remember that johnny yeah yeah like yeah. no one was there and we were talking with someone i think it was branded about yeah. um what what our name should be and then we just came up with it just, that. It literally just happened so like I don't even know if Brandon came up with the entire. We were just like, oh yeah, what do we want to talk about? Like, oh, like we want to talk about a lot of different things, but like we don't know how to do it. Uh-huh. We want to make it something Asian because Asians got to you know represent. And then it was like <laughs> rice, and then it's like oh relationship, and like and then after like like ten minutes of like a relationship investing, creation, entertainment, like that's so tough. Like let's just start it right there. Um, so then we, we got to do it, but yeah, like Caesar said, we, I met Caesar when he visited Addison, um, or Addy at Southern. And then he, Addison actually hit me up and said that he was listening to the podcast on like that road trip that you guys were taking. Uh-huh. So I was like, Oh, that's really cool. But you guys listened to it when it was trash. <laughs> You're so bad, bro. <laughs> hey, now we're 37 episodes deep. Yeah, Dang. Congrats we're guys. Here. We're here. Thank you. Yeah. That's Thank crazy. you for being, you know, uh, a guest on our podcast. Anyway, <laughs> oh. I have some quick questions, mainly yeah. because I work in the health industry. Johnny's going to work in the health industry, um, kind of on his own, though. And you're currently in ICU. So what's the staffing situation like in your area? You know, <laughs> how, how's, the, how's the ICU going right well, now? Well, funny that you ask. Well, staffing-wise, well, everyone's just quitting left and right because everyone's been burned out, especially the – um, the older like nurses that have been working for 16, 17 years. Um, cause like when, when, uh, COVID started, um, back in 2020, like, you know, everyone was stressing out. I mean, definitely coming as a new grad, a uh, lot of stress trying to figure out a lot of things. Um, but this year, especially what makes it different is that, um, on top of like just COVID rising, it's just people are just burn out. Um, especially upper management, they're trying to, <laughs> they're really trying to force us to come in and work. I don't know if you saw what the CDC said yeah. regarding about staffing, stuff like staffing issues or healthcare workers that, oh, that you guys have five days. If you turn positive, you can come into work if you're asymptomatic, which doesn't make any sense because they keep changing their, 
<laughs> it's yeah, it's really just stressful right. times. Right. Yeah, this is something interesting that I've seen on both sides, right? So I hear it from you know the provider side or like the the, the caregiver side, uh-huh. uh, like you say, and then I also hear it from the management side with just the job that I have, and I can totally see like why the disconnect between the business side of the hospital and the caregiving side of the hospital is so big because like let's take the situation right Uh the covid situation like the cdc thing on one side we're trying to make sure that we can keep the hospital open and have enough beds to make money because if not we're just going to be turning away patients left and right right and on the other side we're not we're not in control of the cdc at all and what they say but we have to follow it especially cdph like here in california and so we're like stuck telling people that hey you have to come to work but we didn't make those rules and that changes so often and it's so frustrating right right um what doesn't make sense to me though because well i guess he answered this question um you like i guess for management they would hire a lot of travelers but like is it cheaper since it's contract since they're not under like they're ins- like your like the hospital's insurance because the thing is about travelers like they um, you guys probably heard but they make bank like a tip, I know a friend of mine, she's been, she left her staffing job at this one hospital and she makes about, let's say, let's say around like maybe 8K a week. Typically average wise in SoCal, you, um, based where you are, you averagely as a nurse, you can make around one or 2K a week, uh, uh, sorry, one or, one or 2K biweekly, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, but it's just interesting to you because how come can't they why can't they increase the wages for the staff and hire less travel nurses yeah so is my my question this is is actually a huge focus that um like our company wants to focus on right is Mm -hmm. we we need to bring down our budget for travelers because travelers man the the thing with supply and demand right this has to go with economics as well yeah. The more you demand travelers, which people are because of the work shortage, the higher the price of travelers get, right? And we're still like the pay for travelers is ridiculously high and yeah. no one wants to pay that, but they kind of have to, to keep their ratios up. Uh-huh. Right. So like, again, how do we fix that problem? How do you say we're not going to hire any more travelers um, so that that price can go down, but we still need the maximum amount of patients we can get so that we we aren't running like two beds in the ICU. Oh no, hundred percent. But yeah. But what's interesting? Another thing that's interesting too, because these travel companies they're just hiring anyone. You typically for oh, really? uh, for travelers, yeah. uh, you need at least two years of experience based on your unit experience, and then you yeah. can work as a traveler. Yeah. But in some cases, especially for COVID, they've been so desperate, or they can hire they will, they will hire anyone. Um, I know, or I don't know anyone, but like I know this guy apparently. He quit ICU at a different hospital, and he's only been working ICU for four months, and he's doing travel nursing now. And it creates this unsafe environment (laughs) for the patients. And I'm like, yeah, they're making baller money, but at the same time, they don't know what they're doing. So it makes it really – and you can tell from a traveler, like when you – like, well, from my – from just my perspective, like they'll ask like – I mean – yeah, they'll ask like kind of like ice, simple IC questions that they should know. And you're kind of questioning, oh, like how long have you been working? And they tell you, oh, like three years. But like, are you sure? You know? <laughs> so, so have you ever thought about being a traveler? Oh, every day, 100%. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I told myself, I was like, Caesar, like just stick with ICU. Stay your job for at least two years. Because for me, like yeah. I care about safety for my patients. Because like if somehow I accidentally like mess up, um, I could lose my license and be unemployed but right. i'm just kind of sticking through it as of now um i mean i'm making good money like i can't complain like i mean i'm single no kids no responsibilities i'm paying rents at um in Reno valley like super cheap so i i can't complain yeah, yeah. It, it is actually insane because diane and i have um this conversation quite often too and diane, uh for caesar diane is my um my girlfriend, so she's a NICU nurse at Hopkins right now. Oh, wow! You see, uh, you see all these, all these travel nursing, and you get to see it all over TikTok too. They're like, "Oh yeah, I just did nursing for five months uh, out of the year, and I play." And you're like, "How much money did you make?" "Oh yeah, hundred twenty thousand dollars." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like five months. We we're like, "Jeez, yo, you gotta, 
but it is but it is like it's kind of sad too like kyle was saying it's with the budgeting and stuff like that and because they need so many nurses they're gonna up the pay but if they could figure out a way to retain their nurses without burnout and you know properly train and probably do a lot of different things and it creates an environment that'd be safe yeah that is something something that i learned and i and i i really really hate being on this side is like you know those people where they say like oh my goodness um like they're just withholding money a lot of hospitals i bet you right now where they have their ratio of travel nurses that is ridiculously high compared to the past are losing money on patients right now oh yeah they're losing ton- like the hospitals are, are just bleeding right? yeah because since the covid rates has increased they have to push back their executive cases like surgery especially surgery right so right. <laughs> so like the model for for revenue from uh-huh. surgery is just is just going down the tank it's it's, it's a very complicated situation you know but hopefully we can. Are you Filipino, Caesar? I am Filipino. Okay. So, okay. This, is, this is not a joke. Up? But we, like the U.S. is actually trying to bring in more nurses from the outside, right? Namely the Philippines. You know what's funny too? Because back in the I think I believe the '80s, they did that too, and they offered them citizenship. So it makes sense. Like now, Smart. since yeah, like. That's why there's so many Filipinos because, like, they're like, you know, they tell their sons, like, Anak, like, you know, you got to be the nursing, you know, you want to, uh, <laughs> you can get the money, you know, it's a uh, very safety that. And then, you know, obviously the kid wants to be a dancer or a Jabberwocky, so, but doesn't work out. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm referring to myself, actually. So, <laughs> but, so are your parents nurses? No, uh, well, so. My mom, yeah. So my mom's a nurse, but she's a home mom now. She used to work in the NICU for I think ten nice. years. Nice. Um, my dad. So he's actually so background. He's actually an anesthesiologist as of now. Oh, he's been, oh. he's oh. been working for yeah. But he did so in the Philippines. He became a general surgeon, went to America, became a nurse at NYU, worked for three years, and moved to California. And he applied to. Um, the anesthesia school in Kaiser, LA. And oh, yeah, it's, and he's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's, a, yeah, it's, it's just insane. Cause like, it's funny. Cause when people meet my dad, they don't expect that because the way, <laughs> the way he looks, he's like short, this Filipino man jokes around and he's like, Oh, so like, what are you, are you like a janitor? And then my dad always jokes around and he's like, yeah, I, I clean the toilets. <laughs> like when people <laughs> ask him. <laughs> Hey, your dad sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, that's a that's a bother. Dude. I can't like, especially because I feel like for our generation, where we we're blessed enough to be in America, you know, and not have to worry about a lot of this stuff that our parents had to go through immigrating. But especially if you did your entire schooling, all your de- uh, medical work in a different country, coming back and then going down to do nursing and then going back up to do that's yeah, that's it's deep. it's insane and. The I guess like, and especially for our parents, like they work really hard and like like for me, like I'm I'm blessed, like I'm very lucky where I'm at today. Um, but at the same time, like you know, our, you know how our parents are. They're like, oh yeah, try to pick a stable job and stuff. Yeah. And I and I totally understand because they're at that survival mindset. You know, like they they came from a third world country, um, and all they know just like, oh yeah, what's when what's the what's our next meal. You know, that's all they're thinking. But what's right. uh, Yeah, so Yeah, something yeah. that's uh, I think is really interesting to to try to understand is is how they think, like you said, you know, that, mm-hmm. that mentality of the survival mindset to us who or you know, I can say namely me <clears throat> I don't know about you all, but not growing up with having to think about that mm-hmm. and getting the opportunity to explore career options. Um, I think I think that's a beautiful thing to talk about and you know, something that we should definitely take advantage of. I'm happy I, think, to be I, I do think it's funny, though. Um, like, you know how, like, to, to every stereotype, there's a little bit of truth in it. <laughs> I, I had no idea so many Filipinos were nurses. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then and then, and then then they were, like, all making jokes about it. And I thought about every Filipino person I have. And I'm like, wait, there's, like, there's a lot of nurses. <laughs> like, their parents are nurses. They're going to nursing school. I was like, this is crazy. I just think it. I just think that's so funny. But nursing, I actually wanted to do nursing. Um, really? 
really right, right before i got to southern i told uh i told diane i was like yeah i want to do nursing too <clears throat> but clearly for the wrong reasons i was like you know i'm just gonna work three days play for four days like it's a nice balanced lifestyle Damn, not play to, for four like, days yeah but it, do you work three days or do you pick up extra shifts um so currently not yet because i um i just got off orientation for my uh icu but definitely the money is just <laughs> it's crazy if you pick up <laughs> um but at the same time, like mental health, I need to take care of myself. Yeah. But <laughs> but honestly, like I'm trying to use my other days just for like random projects I've been working on and stocks because it is it is not worth it. I mean, stocks. It's, yeah, stocks, right? Where are they? Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, quick rundown. If you could give us your philosophy for investing. We have two contradicting philosophies here. Yeah. We have mine and we have uh, So we want to hear. What, Interesting. What's your strategy? You know what? Sell high, or sorry, buy high, sell low. <laughs> sell, sell, high, sell low. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just joking. But I guess when it comes to investments, mm, philosophy, um, risk management. Mm. That's all. That's it's very. I know that's the only thing I'm gonna say because I, that's very broad. But yeah, risk management. Like know what you're getting into. Like just try to essentially whatever you put in like just know that you can lose it all like potentially lose whatever you put in so just risk management that's my philosophy okay do you uh diversify oh hold long term or or short term well (laughs) uh so these past couple months i've been doing some options uh johnny actually well i knew about options but johnny kind of told me about options so i got into it i dabble a little bit made some i made some good money nice. and i and i also did lo- get uh, lost a lot of money too <laughs> especially uh last year um but um i i've been a long-term investor for a while i've been trading or sorry i've been investing for like uh four years i started in Robinhood when it first came out mm-hmm. and one of my first investments was a cannabis company it was called like, india market it was a penny stock i bought it when it was like <laughs> nine cents or something I bought like 50 socks and I think I just forgot about it. It was already like my sophomore year in college. And seven months later, it went up to like 20 bucks. And I was oh, like, shoot. Oh, wow. and I, and I sold that. I sold all my socks and I bought some, what did I buy? Oh, I bought a, a concert ticket. I think it was a Daniel Caesar concert during that time. <laughs> <Nice>. So <laughs> gotta pay yourself. Of course. Of course. You have to, bro. You have to. Did you have a question, Johnny? And I was, I was just, I was just wondering what you were going to say next, Kyle, because Kyle, Kyle and I's investments are. Compl- yeah, how's your guys' a? How, are you guys in the, in the green, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Arc is in the red, red, Dude, red. Arc, Arc, in terms of long term and stuff, all the Arc funds, Arc K, Arc G, Arc F, Arc whatever, they've been tanking. So it's been a bad time to hold. Yeah, rest in peace, um, Kathy Woods. Dude. Dude, genie bro everything the hype around her was so crazy and then i bought into it and now it's like uh, not doing too well okay you you um the reason why if if you all want background i'm sure you probably on those already is because mainly they're around growth tech stocks and um <clears throat> the fed is going to raise interest rates for sure yeah unlike yeah. how they said they weren't going to this is in response to inflation but anyway growth tech stocks are not ideal to hold during times of rate rising uh interest rates but yeah because they don't have they don't they often haven't paid off yet but we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see i'm holding long term yeah <laughs> like, I'm, I'm already shit. down 40 percent. let's just let's just bro I, I i'm bleeding too i'm down i'm like i think over my overall profile is like 46 percent down oh okay <laughs> it's pretty okay. it's pretty it's pretty bad well you haven't lost anything until you sell it right yeah, oh exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, some gain <laughs> losses. So, but yeah, no, you're right. What What do you guys What do you guys hold? What's your guys's like, um, like EV um, stocks? Okay, uh, so so for for holding and stuff, what I've been just doing is using Acorns and Fundrise, and okay, just, just monthly deposits, weekly deposits, um, everything mm-hmm. else. I don't own any stocks in my Roth. I don't own any stocks in my individual individual brokerage account either. Um. I just you do options. ETFs? Oh, oh, options. for your Roth? For, I'm I'm trading options on my Roth and I'm trading <laughs> options on my individual. 
Because wow. for me right now, it's like nothing is kind of safe. But if I can keep yeah. swinging uh, different movements, like this past week, I had pretty good um, trading and stuff on Apple Spy. I scalped Spy a couple times. Um, there was a couple earnings, IP, some other tech company, I think, had uh-huh. earnings. They missed their earnings, and I had to put on them. So it's like I'm just doing in and out, in and out, in and out until the market solidifies going back up when I'm upward trend. But I'm, we're just still waiting for like a big correction. So I just hope that correction happens in March again or because, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you hold? I mean, what I, I hold. So a lot of my stocks is techie EV stocks. I hold like mm. some, some Neo, a couple Lucid, Xpeng. Um, the reason why I hold those, because I know in 2030, we're going to be switching to EV stocks because of the environment and stuff. So definitely like, yeah, like I'm bleeding right now. Neo is like really <laughs> Yeah. And the whole China shenanigans stuff was kind of BS. And I was like, dude, like, technically, this is like an international stock because they ha- they sell their cars, like Neo, they sell their cars in like Germany. And actually, they're com- they might be coming to America in a couple of years. Nice. Um, and then I have a couple like, you know, the blue chip stocks like Apple. Sure. I-, I had Tesla. I-, I sold it at the top. Thank God. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Thank God. Oh. Tesla. So I took some profits. <laughs> nice that's and then crazy yeah and then i have a, i have a few etfs i'm not really big into etfs but i mean i should but i'm i kind of see it as like oh i'm young like i can like risk more exactly. let me let me just like if i lose this money like i always can earn it back because again i don't have a lot of responsibilities so sure. that's my mindset and then my risky stocks that i've been going into is like some psychedelic stocks um one of them is called MindMed, and like right now that's bleeding too but the whole psychedelic sector I think that could pop off because they're they're that company's focus on medical use, not recreational use. And when when it comes to medical use, I'm like, oh yeah, like that could work. And right, right. their their clinical trial, they're going. I think they just passed phase two B, and they might go to phase three next year. And usually, if they're phase three, that's like pretty bullish. And that, or in my opinion, so so what are their main hurdles? Is it um, deregulation? Oh yeah, like regulations the biggest thing when it comes to that company especially. Um but they just pa- they just legalized like psychedelics in Canada recently. I think like a couple months ago. And I know like psychedelics are like legal in Oakland here in California. But I feel like if Big Pharma picks up this, oh, like definitely this stock could like rise. I mean, right now it's still pretty cheap. Again, it's super risky, but I'm just like, you know what? Let me just get into this sector because it's still pretty early. Like, I mean, it's like the same thing with like Tesla. Like back in like twenty what seventeen, it was like super low. Um, this is the next Tesla stock. Like you don't. I mean, again, like do your own due diligence. Very risky stock, but I'll, let's just say my I, I have probably like I would say like twenty percent of that in my. In yeah, nice. yeah. Hey, so you're betting big. Go big or go home. Yeah. So my yeah. So takes money to make money. Caesar, amen. What's up? Uh, what do you like to What do you like to do for fun? What do you keep yourself occupied on the days off? Shoot. Um. So, so I recently I moved down here in SoCal like three months ago. Um, from where? Uh, from Bakersfield, <laughs> in Central Valley. Oh, there's, there's like nothing there. And there's like ca- there's cows. We got cows there. But um, <laughs> but what I like to do for fun? Um, so typically, um, I like playing tennis. I love tennis been playing it since i was in high school um what else i've been honestly i have been really doing a lot of fun stuff i just been focused on just like smaller projects um like one of them like i own a clothing brand i just been working with one of my homies um shout out to vince cortez uh but yeah honestly i just been like just working on just myself because i mean i think our mid twenties is the time to focus and just grinding, you know. But yeah, I mean, typically just tennis. I'm not I really. See, I see so, you. Um, what's up? You're dancing. You know, oh. <laughs> you and my, you and Michael, bro. Oh, which one? All of them. I seen them all. Oh, you guys are you guys dance pretty well, dude. Oh, thanks. I appreciate. It. Oh yeah. Um, back in college, I used to dance a lot. Um, I I taught a couple, or actually no, I. I taught a, uh, a couple classes at uh, PUC. We had a dance team there back in the day. Um, so that was fun. Definitely hard. I wouldn't recommend, especially if you're a nursing major. 
too much work. Okay, so first of all, a few questions that I'd like to unpack here. Yeah. What goes into why did you start a clothing business one? And what do you do? Like, how do you start a clothing business? If you were to do one today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason so I actually, I didn't start the business, it was my friend, who's also a nurse. Um, I actually found him through Forex <laughs> when I used to do Forex back in the day too, or like last year. <laughs> yeah, that shit, that's that, crazy. Yeah. Um, and I just saw his uh, clothes and I, I just really like how like his message behind the clothing brand. Uh, it's called Sinner. And pretty much the, the way he talks, but it's like very transparent. It's like, Oh, you see that word? Like, Oh, like that's weird. Cause like technically like we're all sinners in a sense, in when it comes to like religion so it shows that everyone is kind of like the same in a sense mm-hmm. um and on top of that like his work ethic um he like, he started this brand like a, a year and a half by himself did everything and in nursing at the same time so that's why as an investor i was like hey man like let me help you out like i there's i see your vision let me put some money down so uh to answer your question like um, how come I got into it? Because I just want to make some passive income because I don't want to, to be honest, I don't want to be a nurse forever because it's a lot of work. <laughs> and um, I guess what it takes to start a clothing brand is definitely like um, you really have to have like a really, um, I guess like a good art direction. Like for me, I, I mean, yeah, like I used to like draw and stuff, but like I don't really have that mindset. For him, my friend, he's, he's the designer behind everything so he honed his focus on just like the art style you want to understand like what you're you're focused on so he's very has a really good understanding when it comes to clothing brands shoes what's the next what's the next like um what's that word what's the next trend yeah pretty much so you just have that i guess figuring out your target audience and then figuring out like where to get your clothes from like that for me that's very important like you can be like you can like sell clothes really fast but like if your clothing is like not like you know it's not worth it's the like the the material it's like if it feels cheap no one's gonna buy it depending like i guess it depends what your branding is but um it's a lot of research definitely a lot of risk too um especially this market too. Everyone's, everyone's making a freaking clo- like a clothing brand. Yeah, I yeah. think the hardest thing to do as a clothing brand is <clears throat> one, get your name out there and try to get people other than your friends to buy it. Yeah. Right. Like, I think those are some of the some of the biggest hurdles. Although, you know, I do see the hoodie that you're wearing right now. For those of you that, that are listening, yeah. he's wearing no. a hoodie. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's Appreciate pretty cool. it. I was just checking out the website. The website looks clean. Like, yeah. it, it's like, it's like legitimate website a lot of thought we're actually yeah we're we're actually going through a rebranding too so because we just got a new marketer on our team nice um but yeah and and going back to like how to start a you know clothing brand or business in general you can't do anything by yourself you need a team especially like 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 podcasting like like johnny you're the one who's in charge of edit kyle you're in charge of planning things right so you can't do everything by yourself because i mean that's what anything when it starts when you start a business yeah no it's true i've definitely told johnny this we probably wouldn't (laughs) yeah no because it's because it's it's a lot of the accountability too with me and kyle it's if it was just me doing the podcast like i don't know how many times i would just get him like okay hit record whatever and then knowing that kyle's like okay we're gonna do it it was like okay we gotta do it like we gotta we gotta get in there we gotta get in the lab we gotta cook something up and then we just gotta post it and um we talked about this i think last or a couple episodes ago it's just getting started right our quality in the beginning like if you listen back so it's really bad not focused but you know kyle kyle drove in the organization our our podcast format and everything so it, it can only get better it's getting better so good stuff kyle yes. all right yeah, good stuff. <laughs> that, let's let's go into our game time so i'm gonna read you a headline you all tell me if it's real or fake have you seen these johnny I didn't. I didn't open it okay. up. I didn't okay. Open it good. Up. Yeah. Good. Thank you. All right. So, I'm gonna read you a headline again, and then Caesar, you're gonna tell me if you think it's real or fake, and why, possibly. And then same with you, Johnny. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Fans at Disney World reportedly wait almost seven hours for a dragon-shaped popcorn bucket. 
real. That's, re- that's real. That's real. I, yeah, I I think that John. that's real. It has to be real. People do some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it? you're right. Okay. That's real. That's real. <laughs> so what what was so special about this bucket? Like, it's just dragon shapes. Uh, it looks like uh one of those dragons. It's based off of. I forgot what it's based off of, but it's like a. Oh, it's it's based off the Journey into Imagination ride. It has rainbowed colored popcorn. It's twenty five dollars. Um, what? And yeah, it's it's at Epcot. It's it's one of these dragons at Epcot, and people what? apparently waited. Oh my goodness, seven, seven hours, hours in line. Okay, that's not worth it. <laughs> that's not worth it, bro. You ready, you ready for this next one? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right. the The headline just says, "Omarion." And then in quotation marks, I am an artist, not a COVID variant. Oh, that's real. 100%. Is it? Oh, yeah. He made a statement? I read that article, I think. Is that real? Uh, what do you I, think, okay, if you, I, I mean, if you had, well, since Caesar says it's real, I'm believe Caesar, but like, <laughs> it just sounds like, why would he actually, because it's, it's a meme. Okay, I, I'll, yeah, let's just go. I would, my first gut instinct would be like, nah, that's fake. Yeah, so it is real. <laughs> he has been needing to say that because apparently people have been saying the Omarion variant instead of Omicron. Omicron. <laughs> but yeah, uh, th- those are the two things that we have today. Hey, there I you. tried to come up with a good fake one. <laughs> couldn't come up with a good fake one. So Fake ones are hard, bro. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Fake ones are hard. Okay, like, speaking yeah. of real or fake. Uh-huh. Is Russia planning to invade Ukraine? Is that threat real or fake? Dude, I, from what I've seen on TikTok and like news articles, it really seems like, I don't know what to think about it. It looks like a joke, but then they're saying like, oh, it's kind of like, like for real, like they would actually want to, like they're taking over, um, they're going to try to invade. And they're like, if they do that, then some other countries will get involved and it could be the next world war. Right. So <clears throat> I can, I can give some background if, uh-huh. if you don't like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, Russia said that they were doing a training military exercise. And so they brought all their troops down to the border of Ukraine. Mm. And this was during the Geneva convention. Mm. And, um, Putin came up with three demands. It was the, the NATO can no longer expand, uh, was one of them. Uh, the next one was that the U S cannot help any of the, of the Eastern European countries if they get invaded, right? And the third one, I think, was like... What was the third one? I forgot what the third one was. But anyway, it was, it was some, some ridiculous claim like that. Like, you can't, you can't expand NATO anymore. NATO cannot attack us. And the U.S. cannot send any troops to the northern... Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry, the Eastern what, European what a, countries. What is a what if is you do US this? Canada? Then we'll pull out. Then we'll pull oh. out the troops. Oh, so mm, of dumb. course no one's going to do that. They're like, no, yeah. we're not doing that. So the U.S. is now sending military supplies to Ukraine, right? And um, all the people like they're bringing tons of food. Russia has been seen bringing tons of food right to the border because why else would you bring food and your entire army unless? Yeah. Something's about to go down, and That's... they're talking in tons of conferences, um, you know, around the world. But it's it's not getting anywhere. Of I mean, course. I mean, they've been trying to invade Ukraine for the past what four years already, or they keep saying these claims. It's it's insane, but uh, I mean, it, it could be a possibility. Maybe they're just showing off their military assets and stuff. But <laughs> I think sure. you know, I don't know. It's it's funny that they're like, yeah, um, we wanna we wanna bully some little countries, but like USA, you can't help because you could wreck <laughs> the entire world, and it's not it's not fun. So like, just say that you won't help, and then let me invade Ukraine. I mean, I don't know about that because they got China, dude. In China, they got they don't have technology, but they got just people. <laughs> dude, China, oh. I feel like China has China's like a leading tech too. Yeah, they're gonna be the next yeah. like biggest economy. Yeah, yeah. like. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's crazy. Okay, so sorry. Here are the three demands. Here are the three demands. NATO needs to stop expanding. All the <laughs> troops go out of Eastern Europe, and USA promises not to protect East European allies. 
those are the three demands uh, that Putin had. And of course, no one's going to do that. But the interesting thing is, before the break of the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. Ukraine and actually the country of Russia started in where Ukraine is now. So technically, you know, if you think about it, I guess it was considered Russia. It was considered Russia at one point. Right. And now they don't have it. And that's like their home base. What's the right. what's the point of invading Ukraine? Like, are there resources there, or like, why does Russia want Ukraine? I think it's more of like a like a pride thing. Oh, is it really? I thought there was like a a significant like location place where they have access for trading, especially. Or I don't know. I'm, I I haven't like really looked into it, but that's it what I'm be. assuming. It might be, but um, you know, kind of like how during the crusader wars everyone yeah. really wanted to get to jerusalem just because like oh that's the start of their religion area sure mm. like in ukraine was where they started russia so uh, if you mm, want that part it, yeah it, it kind of i guess it does a good thing for morale right. I, that's a really good question i i have no idea why it's, but it's, this is scary stuff can you imagine world three happening? it's like we're at the it's point where i'm like when we read in history books like yeah we invaded this area and this area it just seems like such a storybook um setting but like if we went to war like that now it's not pretty you got man-made drones like it's not you go in and you just wipe out oh did you see that thing with the somebody asked um somebody asked elon musk i don't know how recent it was but i saw a clip of it they said can you um is is your is your ai and stuff or is ai in general can it be detrimental or something he's like you could do it right now He's like, AI, the way that technology is right now, you could literally kill somebody. He says, that with, with just the face ID technology oh, on yeah. your phones, you take that face ID, you strap it to a, a drone, like a, literally a drone, tie a bomb to it, it, it sweeps a building. It's going to recognize that one face and you just blow up, like just crash and blow up. And he's like, that's where technology is already here, like where you could do all that crazy stuff. And I was like, that's dark to think about, but I mean, you're right. But it's yeah. so, it's scary, man. Have you seen that? Have you seen the deep fakes too? Oh yeah, that's, so that's even more scary. You can like pretend that you're this political leader, and then if someone sees it, they're like, oh, what the heck? And then you go to war, and then game over, dude. Like it's it's insane. Like yeah, that's so scary. Like we're constantly on the edge of something big happening. I'm I'm surprised something hasn't happened yet. Like, have you all um, ever thought about chemical warfare and how terrorists haven't released? like a like a virus like corona yet have you ever thought about that like why haven't they just gone to an airport and released some kind of virus right that would infect tons of people in a certain area so like nova gas right i guess i don't know (laughs) i'm I'm joking (laughs) they're uh, just like like what why don't these things happen uh uh i don't think it because it's it's gonna be like uh, i think it's like harder to make a statement like Versus people getting sick, like, oh, my goodness, uh, thousands of people are getting sick. And then a terrorist goes like, yeah, that was us. Versus literally <clears throat> blowing up buildings and blowing up people and bodies. You make more a bigger statement, I would say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, why hasn't that, a lot of that stuff happened, like, in, in the U.S. and on, like, a big scale, like 9-11 again recently? Because we're strapped. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, we're strapped. <laughs> I I, I I mean I well I feel like now everyone's just distracted with just well are you talking about like before or like now I'm just talking about in general because if you were to pull something off now uh-huh. would be a great time well I feel like because everyone's hey everyone's respecting you know six feet apart bro like hey the terrorists maybe <laughs> the terrorists they're, they're you know they're just chilling they're in their caves they're like hey bro like we gotta we gotta respect the CDC bro like everyone's getting sick <laughs> maybe they called off who knows I don't know they're probably I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Right? But, like, would it yeah. now be the time to do something? It would, it would make sense, but I guess everyone just focus on on online it's stuff. I, I mean, it's true. It's a good thing. It could I yeah? No, it is. Yeah. But man, World War Three. All right. Do you have any lighter topics that we should talk about? Uh, we we could talk about Tom Brady not retiring. <laughs> I hate this guy. So so yesterday. <laughs> Uh, which was Saturday. I saw a couple of Instagram posts and news re- articles reporting that Tom Brady was indeed um, retiring. And then I think Tom Brady was also confused. And his dad also put out a statement of stuff. Tom Brady informed. Confused. Huh? He was confused about retiring? 
not no like hearing about like he, like his son is retiring oh, or something. Okay. So Tom Brady mm. stuff, and then so Tom Brady informed um the Bucks yesterday that he's not even close to making the decision on retirement. So wherever that news came from, false. But like everyone ran with it. Like it was all over people's um Instagram stories too. They were like, oh, like that was a legend, whatever, and reposting his pictures and stuff like. But the amount of how quick that happened just goes to show you. Like social media is like miss if you're misinformed and stuff. Oh yeah, is, very easy. That is that is crazy, but um yeah. So he hasn't he hasn't said anything about retirement yet. Well, he could retire, but you know I I I think I fall into this trap too. How many times do you go through see a news headline and just run with it without reading it? Yeah. You know, then they realize that it was like some bogus statement from some <laughs> random person who just said Tom Brady. I heard Tom Brady is retiring. Like it's it's <laughs> entirely possible. It is. Did you um? Did you ever listen? Do you guys listen to stand up comedy? Which uh, which ones? Um. So uh, Gabriel Iglesia. Mm. So he yes. was like from one of his spe- specials. He said um, somebody wrote uh, TMZ wrote a fake article or something that a report that he had died from a heart attack after eating a burger <laughs> or something. And then <laughs> that news report came out and all of his friends started calling him and he's like, they're like, are like, are you dead and stuff? And he's like, no, <laughs> like I'm alive. But it was a fake article that had said that he had passed away and he died. But the, calling, are you dead? Yeah. Are you dead? Like, no, I just picked up the phone, my guy. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts That's on Tom Brady? Tom Brady. I mean, TV. I mean, honestly, I don't. I haven't watched a lot of football in in the past. I'm a Ravens fan. <laughs> oh, I'm a Ravens fan. Too. Oh, cool, 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 man. Hey, why are you guys Ravens fans? <laughs> hey, this I, like is... Ray, I liked Ray Lewis. I liked yeah. the colors. Okay. I liked uh, Lamar Jackson. So, hey, man. Lamar Jackson. I know you're the only one from Maryland. Are you from Maryland? Am I from Maryland? No, no. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> no. Um, but I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, just, I mean, yeah, he's a legend. I mean, he's a, what, like a legend. Honestly, I mean, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah. I mean, what, he what had, are your thoughts on him? You have to, you have to give him a credit. Like whatever you're like, if he has haters, right, everyone's going to have haters. LeBron has haters. Michael yeah, yeah. Has haters. But you know, that many Super Bowl rings, that many oh, times yeah. is like top elite performance. Was in the NFL, I think, for so far for like 22 years. Like, that's super old for an athlete mm-hmm. to be able to do that and still perform. That's amazing. So, I mean, I'm a hater, but I do, <laughs> I do, have, I do have to say, he was picked round six, uh, pick 199, and he became this goat. You know, he yeah. wasn't like a top round pick or anything. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Um, you know, he is respectable. He last week he um got hit and had a bleeding lip and was complaining to the ref that that wasn't a, a flag. But you know, it's it's like it's stuff like that. That once you get goat status, you can complain about stuff like that. He's also 44, still pretty good. Yeah, for nah, really wild. Yeah, an old man getting bodied by 20 year old guys that are freaking like 6'3, 270, straight muscle. Like, hey. Right. insane respect right. yeah i i don't know i i guess i have some respect for him just because he's been here for that long but this guy is time to go <laughs> that is that is crazy yes Caesar, uh Caesar, what kind of what kind of music do you listen to what kind of music do i listen to um so i guess it depends the mood but um well, recently I've been listening to uh, ASAP's new song uh, with I think it was um, he had a collab with Nigo. Nigo is like this clothing uh, uh, brand guy, but it's called Ari. I've been listening like ten times, but um, I mean I listen to, like hip hop, you know, basic stuff. But on my like just everyday life, I listen to, like like a lot of lo-fi music. Just, really? just to, yeah, um, nice. just to kind of just like set the mood, just chilling. Um, because like now a lot of music is just the same, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a couple of beats, you know, you got your, you know, you know, just your typical, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I guess it depends on my mood, 
Um, I just like Kanye, like his new music. Um, I I didn't like it to be honest. It was um, I think it released. What was the album called? This recent one. Um, I forget what. Did you release a new one? No, 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 no. The last one was Donda, but like there was an album before that that was very similar. Um, I forgot which one, but like I. I, w- I made like uh, a joke. I was like, basically, like he made like an extension of his last album, pretty much. I mean, the one song I like in Donda was like "Praise God." Like that one was like fire. Oh, really? yeah. I I like that one. I it's... liked Hurricane. I thought Hurricane. Oh, Hurricane. Um, he did actually release a new song. Uh, I think a week ago called "Easy," and it has a picture of like a uh, like a monkey. Like <laughs> it's kind of kind of weird. I don't know. It's kind of are you a kind of sketchy. Are you easy? Are you easy fan? I am not. Ever okay. since he changed a lot in these past years, a lot. I I respect him during like Life of Pablo, but then after that, it has turned downhill for him, <laughs> to be honest. But I mean, this guy. I mean, he's he's done a lot of crazy things, like changed the whole music industry in general. So I, yeah. I had that. I had that respect for him for sure. Um, I wish definitely I, he like did his old stuff. But maybe I'm just playing in the nostalgic factor. Um, Are you a Drake fan? <laughs> I mean, I listen to his music, but I'm not really a Drake person. Okay. Free Mill. Favorite artist? My favorite artist. <laughs> um, favorite artist? Shoot. Or or let's do like, should we do hip hop Mount Rushmore? Oh geez, uh, yeah, you could do that. Just your top five all time greatest. Ooh. Artists. All right. All right. Um. Uh, so Coda the Friend, I don't know if you guys heard about him. He came from SoundCloud. Very his style of rapping is Coda sto- the Friend. Very storytelling. Um oh, you, is that like old school? Uh, it's kind of, but you said you have to listen. Like I listened back in 2017, but he's like coming up pretty much. Um yeah. I I like um Kendrick Lamar. Uh who else do I like? I like um Hmm. Chance the rapper. Old Chance the rapper. New old, Chance the rapper. Old Chance the rapper. Of course. Like acid uh, rap. Is that is that his old stuff? Acid rap. Yeah. 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 Uh, I really I really liked um, Anderson Pack is a good one too. He's oh, not really yeah. a, he's not really a rapper, but like an he's artist. in top five. He's in your top five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So right then, now we have Code of the Friend, Kendrick Lamar, Chance the rapper, and then did I what I say? uh oh yeah anderson back yeah he's not really a rapper but i mean okay and then um i really like um who's this other guy i was gonna say baby keen but never mind um (laughs) (laughs) um uh jack harlow i know people a lot of people give him shit like i won't lie but like he's made a lot of improvements since he started is next level that's it the kind is of insane yeah it's like it's like goofy too like it's it's not it's not very off-putting yeah he doesn't take himself too seriously yeah and yet he still comes off with this like super cool super confident vibe no i know yeah same top five Go ahead, Johnny. yeah what's yeah uh, my How are you, top Johnny? five currently currently um corday Ooh. oh oh um, dude i've been corday. listening to his stuff Dude, Corday's old Corday was really good. That's what got me hooked. The new Corday is kind of turning into like the next um, Kendrick Lamar, uh, J. Cole, and stuff. So I think I think Corday is in my top five. I think Drake is in the top five. Mm. Um, I like Gunna. Gunna, okay. <laughs> Gunna, Gunna's <laughs> in my top five. My 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 uh my top five is crap, but like I I do enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? His little tech guy in your top five? Heck no. Dude, okay, right now I've been really vibing with um I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if he's like top five, but like I've really, really been vibing. Um 24k golden. Mm. 24k mm. golden has been putting out such straight fire and like very vibey and like melodic uh melodic <laughs> melodic <laughs> like choruses and hooks, bro. It is like um yeah, I I do like him. I'm trying to look. Um, probably Young Thug, Young, Young Thug, Thug or Meek Mill. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Because I do, I do, I do really like Young Thug. Yeah. But that's that's my that's my top five. 
Think what about you, Kyle? Yeah, how about you, Kyle? Um, you know, honestly, I really like this, these. Are gonna sound so basic. Probably Kendrick. Mm. Um, let's see who else I've been listening to. I've been listening to uh, Corday to um, Eminem. I still mm. listen to Eminem. Like not not a lot of his new stuff, but Eminem like always gets me in the zone. Um, let's see who else. Who else? I I was a big Kyle fan. Mm. Oh, mm. Kyle dropped a new album. Oh, yeah. did he really? Yeah, he dropped a new album. Yeah. Oh. it has this different vibe. It's it's pretty yeah. cool. He also yeah. I don't know if if this is the one that he launched as an NFT. <laughs> it probably yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. So like you can. Uh, I think fans can contribute to it and like <clears throat> get a small percentage if it does well. Interesting. So that's pretty cool. And I don't know. Oh, Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Drake. Drake is like, yeah. Drake. Drake is crazy. Drake mm-hmm. sold his soul, bro. I don't know what. I don't know how that guy. So he's he's somewhere it's else. Just, it's it's always a hit, 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 hit. Like for everything, like for pop culture or whatever the most popular music, he's always hitting. Do you have any uh, role models, Caesar? Role models. Oof. Dang! Like they could be people. Business yeah. People, yeah. Um. Like well, celebrities. There's like I would say three people on my list. Robin Williams is one of them. The reason why he's a very he's a funny guy. He jokes around. Um. Mm-hmm. But when you watch his serious films, he gets really deep with your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely a soft guy, but um. He's like one of my inspirations. Another guy I would say. Um. Who else would be another inspiration? <laughs> I mean, I guess typical Filipino, but Manny Pacquiao, I guess. <laughs> it has to be. I guess, yeah, I I guess, guess it has to be him. <laughs> uh, sadly, I, I just... I, the Philippines. Manny Pacquiao. Um, but, <laughs> and I guess another one I would say, hmm, I would probably say, um, I guess, yeah, my, I mean, my dad. I mean, he's been through a lot, especially mm-hmm. um, kind of like bringing us to America. Or I mean, I wasn't born in the, in the Philippines, but just definitely like his life, just taking these risks. And I'm trying to do that, like trying to use that foundation to going back from the beginning, like develop things that can be risky mm-hmm. and hopefully um, using those pro- like those projects that I've been working on as a good way to pass income and eventually quitting my job. Right. Yeah. Creating that generational wealth. So yeah. Yeah, how about you, Kyle? What are what are your role models <clears throat> in the wait, 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 watch this, watch this. What are your role models in the uh the entertainment industry, bro? Oh uh, in the entertainment <laughs> <industry>. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's actually oh, okay, okay. I actually really need to think about that. Oh, entertainment. Okay, this is going to be sound very controversial. I do not, first of all, Ooh. disclaimer, I do not, um, you know, believe everything that he says, all that stuff. But I think Ooh. Joe Rogan is like a, an ideal mainly because, okay, get this, not ignore his, his beliefs about, you know, vaccination, all that stuff. It's, <laughs> I, I'm pro-vax. I've been pro-vax for the longest time. This man, right, started off, not only is he a comedian, mm-hmm. he's also very good in martial arts right mm-hmm. he's a commentator for the ufc and he runs his own podcast where he talks to famous people and makes money mm-hmm. off that right in terms of influence in terms of things you can do with your life that's pretty amazing mm-hmm. the fact that you can be well versed in those three areas and do it well i mean his podcast is is huge right isn't it like the number what's the number one podcast on spotify because he's spotify uh, exclusive yeah i think it would be his it might be his or call her daddy. Call her daddy has some nice ones, man. That, that yeah, guy, no, hey, hey, no shame in the game. No shame in the game. Um, um, from another entertainment perspective, I, uh, can we talk about like sports and stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, okay. Any, okay. Uh, huge Michael Phelps fan. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think. The, the thing he's done for the sport of swimming. So I used to swim a lot and the mm. things he's done for the sport of swimming is really incredible. Just the fact that one person could do that. And now he's chilling now. Swimmers don't make money unless you're like top, top tier. Even if you're top tier, you team USA pays you like 30,000 a year. That's, that's it. No way. Yeah, that's it. Oh so they need God. to make money off 
sponsorship endorsements. Off. yeah endorsements and even then like when do you care about swimming outside of the olympics it's just it's just not no one really watched it so uh he has his own like swim brand now um you know he has endorsements doing other things he's doing golf i think that's mm. really cool and of course you gotta go with kobe i'm a huge i was Rest a huge peace. Kobe fan yeah and uh you know, the stuff, his, his mindset, Mamba mentality. I have, I have this um, wallpaper on my phone right now of like things that I'm trying to pursue. And it says mm. practice humility, Mamba mm-hmm. mentality. Hey. And then that's um, respect. Yeah. respect. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Johnny? Uh, I'm going to, I would have to go with yours, bro. Like if I had to choose somebody in the entertainment <laughs> thing, that's just so tough, like, Joe Rogan, yeah, I agree with everything he says and stuff, but Joe Rogan for sure. And I don't know if you guys heard about this other guy. Um, have you guys heard about Tom Belouya? Tom, Bel- it sounds familiar. B-I-L-Y-U-E or something like that. Um, he's like a very like uh, self-productive type of guru that talks to a lot of doctors and like philosophers uh-huh. and like business and entrepreneurship and stuff like that. But he's a little bit more clean cut than like Gary Vee or something like that but very, very like mind focused versus like action forward. So he's, uh, he would be like a role model, but anyone else in the entertainment industry? Uh, I don't know, man. Joe Rogan's sick. Like, <laughs> Joe Rogan's so sick. Bro, we'll, we'll throw in, we'll throw in Alex Cooper, man. Call <laughs> Daddy. Call That's tough. That's tough. Cause, right. But then, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say because I haven't listened to the, either the Joe Rogan Experience and Caller Daddy Pockets in a long time, just because I switched to Spotify. Yeah, really? Because I, I, I only use Apple Music and Apple Podcasts stuff like that, so I never really go on the Spotify app. Damn, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I might have to I might have to pull in and uh, re-download and try to get on it again, but uh, yeah. I haven't I haven't done it. But yeah. Uh, All right, as a as a kind of like a, a closing thing here. Caesar, if you could, this is going to take some thinking. So if you need to fill her, let us know. If you could right. summarize who you are in a few sentences and like, you know, what your focuses are and just like a paragraph, could you give it to us? This is life defining. Yeah. Wow. This is like, like, like what your thought process is, what you have goals for the future. Just who this is, is a lot of pressure. Caesar. Anyway, while you think about that, I'll, I'll give you a few minutes to think. Johnny and I can talk about. <laughs> can kind of do our closing. What do you think, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, we can. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Um, thank you for listening to the great Caesar. And if you enjoyed spending your time with us today, please let us know. Ratings really help us get found. Please share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at The Rice Pod, and Caesar will insert his ad. And Caesar's podcast, Caesar also does a podcast. Um, he says it's inactive, but I'm sure he'll start posting more. Um, so <laughs> – with that, thank you guys, and Caesar will close it up for us. Well, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess I can describe myself as someone that's gonna be there for you to support you in whatever direction you come, as long as it helps other people. Um, and I guess another thing about describe myself uh, of me is like just i guess like just don't give up on your passions whatever the case even if you fail learn from it um and understand the process and and always remember like where you come from Mm. at the end of the day nice thank you caesar where can people contact you um not my not my number (laughs) (laughs) um yeah you guys can follow me at at Shisher, that's S-H-E-E-S-H-U-R on Instagram. Um, again, the, the podcast called The Archive over wherever you guys going to post it. Um, <laughs> and then my number is... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank Thanks. you. Thank you very much, Caesar. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. What's going on, bro? No, I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. Of course, of course. Goodbye, All everybody. Right. Bye, everybody. Peace out.